Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Unfortunately, we've run out of time today. Whatever it means for you in your club, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. Welcome to another episode of We'll Talk About That Later, a podcast about football, mostly about opinions, sometimes about facts, depending on who you ask. Since you're here listening to us, subscribe to us on your favourite podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Deezer, Google Podcasts, wherever we are there. And follow us on social media as well. We're on Instagram and Twitter at WTATL Official. And we're also on TikTok at WTATL.podcast. Now, I'm about to tell you what episode we're on. 120. Is that <laughs> right? Like that. Yes, that yeah. is right. You should have announced that. 120! Like yeah, I was going to say, you should have announced that like they're doing the darts, man. Come on, come on. <laughs> we'll do that when it's uh, 180. 180! <laughs> and we get the song. <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah, no, you should do that. Uh, how are you guys doing? Yeah, good. The sun is yes. shining. Loving the sun it. is shining, man. Happy just days. As, just as you're about to leave. <laughs> just as I'm about to well, I'm going into more sun, oh so let's not. Com- I'm not complaining. Oh, I'm not complaining. So fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, all of our teams won. Yeah. All of our teams won. First We're, time uh, in a long time. I know. That when was happened? the last time that happened? Oh my goodness. Long time, but I'm not a part of that conversation. It's usually yeah. one of your teams it's who lets, who lets Spurs, the. I think, to be fair. <laughs> Mark, why? It's so early on. I don't even know how many. We're like one minute in. <laughs> you love so, to see it. No, I do not love to see it. But anyway, let's let's start. So let's address the elephant in the room. Abdi's not here today. Mm-hmm. He's I'd, I'd, I'd actually like to formally uh, make an address and just say that that's actually strike two out of yeah. three. Yeah, He's bunk- um, one more strike and you're gone. Yeah. yeah. One uh, more. Much. We're going to replace you. Abdi. It's on the day as well. On the day. It's outrageous. Terrible. Not good, but here we are. Egregious behaviour. <laughs> <laughs> um, but cool, no complaining. Because usually, oh, can we... Why is, oh, can we stop it? <laughs> 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 Delete that, man. How's him and Barry getting on? <laughs> wow, wow. Abdi, we love you. 
<laughs> yeah, no, Barry, we do. Danielle, oh, yeah, yeah, he's been around a bit. <laughs> All right, let's let's. Oh. <laughs> Someone said he's on that pizza vibe tonight, but. <laughs> oh, God, he's gonna kill us. <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, All right, let's start. So. We're not going to do our usual spotlight game. We're just going to talk through the Prem games. There was only four. And the um, FA Cup games, which there was also only four. And then have a bit of discussion on some topics that we have um, saved up. So let's start off with the Prem games. The first game of the weekend was a belter. Wolves versus Leeds. Massive, massive, massive game for Leeds. Um, And what a game. What, an what ending. a game! What Do you know what that that if you were if someone were to say to you right, I, I want a game that summarizes exactly what the Premier League is. Mm. That would be one of the first games that I think of. That game is perfect in terms of the pace, the franticness, mm. um, everything that this league gives you. That game gave us, um, and it was funny because obviously Wolves went two 0 up. Yep. Leeds were defending how Leeds have done this season and for parts of last season. Yeah, and then Wolves just decided to turn into Leeds all of a sudden and <laughs> they were all over the place and when you can when you consider that they're actually in actual fact one of the defen- best defensive yeah, units yeah. in the league yeah, very surprising. I don't know where yeah that came from but let's kind of detail detail it from start to finish yeah so I don't actually remember who scored for Wolves uh Pedent scored is it Pedent? no listen it's not as if we're a football podcast yeah I know yeah. Um, so don't worry you don't need to I know mean, those facts I already put that Trincao, in the. but he scored the. Trincao scored the second. Yeah, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. Castro, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Johnny. Uh, I think it was Pedence who crossed it into him. Yeah. But it's like what I said. Um, mostly about opinions, sometimes about facts. <laughs> so I already, I already <laughs> that's put that. That's true. Out that's there, true. So. That's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, Wolves play some lovely football. Um, especially in their build-up play. But I think there was a. Um, I can't remember who said it there was a player who came into the Premier League and he was saying, like, when you're in La Liga or when you're in Germany, when you have a 2-0 lead, you've basically won. Mm. And he said he wasn't used to the Prem, that even 2-0 down, teams continue to come at you. That's why and it's the best in the league. So well, yeah. best in Europe, yeah. Nah, yeah, best best in the world. Best in the world. Best league in the world. That's what you meant, yeah. <laughs> so, and I think it's testament to that, because, like... It is so tough. The Premier League is so tough. Of course. So even teams down at the bottom, if you even just rest on your laurels, that's it. That's why I always say no game is easy in the yeah. league. Like anyone can beat anybody. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, the beauty of this league is that we're, what, some teams are 29 games in, some are 28, some are 27. But the point is, is that we're two thirds of the, the campaign is, is pretty much finished. Mm. And honestly, I'd say about 17, 16, 17 of the teams in the league still have something to play for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a couple who are just playing for pride at this point. For example, Leicester, um, who are yeah. just playing to finish in the top half. Southampton, Palace almost, other than the cup semi-final. In terms Maybe of league Villa. football, Villa, all just playing for that yeah. top 10 position. But other than that, you've got um, obviously the title race, top four race, Europa League race. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Don't like to say it, but Relegation. there's a well, relegation. I don't mind saying that. Teams, teams, there are certain teams that I want. Like I, I oh. actually, I will smile when they go down. But Ooh. conference league conference battles, league, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, because Leicester um, are still in the conference league. So you're talking about Leicester. They Leicester are still in the. You know what? It's a decent draw. draw for Leicester as well. I yeah. can't remember who they got in the quarters, but if they win that and Roma win their quarter, then it's a Leicester versus Roma semi final. So, so, wow, damn. Be an interesting, um, be an interesting end to that competition. That will be, and of course, there's only one 
chance to win that competition for the first time. Yeah. So someone's going to do it this year. Oh, that's true, actually. Well, it won't be the bin. What did we call it earlier? The bin. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah, dustbin. Yeah, the, yeah, the dustbin. <laughs> but in terms of that game, I mean, I don't think Leeds will pick up a more important three points Absolutely. in a Massive. long, long time, particularly from 2-0 down. Well, how um, many points have they got now under the new manager? They won... Six. Wow. Okay. So he's had an impact, but is I mean, that six in four bounce? games. I don't know. I don't know. It's Could it's be. it's difficult because it's that thing what we said last week. Like we're talking about teams at the bottom. Like oh, they'll win this game, but really, when they're at the bottom, they might not. Yeah. That's why they're at the bottom is they don't tend to win games. So any wins that you get, especially like away from home, mm. are massive. Like yeah. we were talking about Watford winning at Southampton the other week. Um, no one expected them to beat Southampton, who had been on a good run. So it's the same with Leeds going to Wolves. No one, their relegation rivals, probably looking at that game, going, "That's a good game for us because mm-hmm. we know Leeds are going to get a spanking, and then that's it. That you know, we'll just wait for our game so we can get closer." But Leeds did what they had to do. Points on the board, and do you I'm, know what? I'm looking yeah. at the table now, right? And I know we've mentioned Newcastle, but. Everton have got 27 games and obviously Leeds have got 30. So you just never know. Everton, mm. I know Everton have been bad. If they go on a run, Leeds are back in it again. And then if Brentford start losing, Newcastle start losing, they're back in it again. Yeah. Everton are not it going on a crazy. run, I'm sorry to say. <laughs> I don't think they will. They've got someone in charge who doesn't, he doesn't know. even know what the definition of the word tactic is, yeah. let alone <laughs> someone who can <laughs> implement it. <laughs> I mean, I messaged, in the gr- I messaged in the group after the Leeds win. I was like... The relegation battle is looking a bit boring now because before we had like six or seven teams that were just in there. Mm -hmm. Now there's a bit of a gap because Leeds are on 29, Brentford 30, Newcastle 31. Then you've got Everton on 25, Watford on 22. And it's just just looking like a big gap. It's almost looking like it's done, but the beauty of it is that you never know. know, It's it's not done. If this league has taught us anything over the since 92 or whenever it was, it's that Mm. it's never done. It's never done until the 38th game is played. So let's talk about Ailing. Um, <laughs> How can you botch the Robbie Keane celebration? Man? <laughs> the best thing was the interview afterwards. He's like, I tried it, but I couldn't land the cartwheel. <laughs> oh, bloody hell. Uh, that's a legendary celebration. I'm, yeah. glad, I'm glad someone brought that back, but oh boy, he needs he to practice that it. one. <laughs> but he's a right back who never typically scores goals, so you wouldn't expect him to nail that celebration. <laughs> it's true. Also, he's an Arsenal fan, so I don't know why he would have tried that celebration in the first place. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm just messing. But, um,. But yeah, the scenes at the end were fantastic. Scenes were crazy. Actually, I want to just bring us back as well because I felt really sorry for Patrick Bamford making his first start in such a long time and coming off midway through the first half. Tears in his eyes. Thankfully, it sounds like it's not actually that bad, but can't catch a break this this season. And when you're someone who's pushing 29, 30, I'm not sure exactly how old he is. He might be 28 at this point. But as each season passes, you realise... You know, I'm not getting any younger, and it's, it's almost a full season at this point. That oh he's my missed god, I'm just watching the celebration. <laughs> 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 oh my god! Yeah, he flopped it. <laughs> oh my god! But even terrible. for the Rodrigo goal, when the equaliser, yeah, he went nuts. He went jumped he into went the in crowd the, yeah, and all this stands. kind of stuff. That yeah, was, I mean that's what that's what football is about, isn't mm. it? Like um, I've seen a lot of people complaining about lead celebration and and the week before and this week, and then obviously we're going to talk about the Arsenal game in a bit. But I think the celebration police just need to give it a rest. Like, mm. I get you're miserable that maybe your club's not winning um, or whatever it is. 
but you just need to give it a rest. Football <laughs> is about celebration. You've been waiting to say that all day. Yeah, I'm, I'm sick and tired of it, man. Just let I'm, I'm, I'm quiet of it because I did criticize Arsenal, but that was the Man City game. Yeah, but I do. We think weren't celebrating. We were just clapping our team off the pitch. This is a bit different. I don't know. That for me was a little bit over the top. Oh, uh, sorry. We cannot. But, we cannot applaud our team anymore. But uh, I agree. I think everything else. Yeah, yeah. people need to just and and like people down. like Gabby uh, Lahore, who who's talking about. Yeah, he's. Oh, I love Steven Gerrard. It's like celebrating a cup final. That's what the fans want to see. And then as soon as Arsenal do it, it's just like Laura Woods put him in his place. Though. Yeah, no, nah, she's no, been. Um, it's like sport. It's oh, such a weird. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to they think are, about talk yeah. sport, honestly. Because then Jamie O'Hara come in, and and it's the first time I've God. ever seen him agree about yeah. something that was positive about Arsenal. Honestly, the complete first time. Yeah, I know. It's because a few weeks ago Laura Woods put him in a spot of Arsenal. Yeah, she put <laughs> she puts them all in their spot. Honestly, without <laughs> Laura Woods, half of that half of the panelists on that show are shambles. Yeah, in yeah. my view. No, I yeah. agree. No, in in my view too. Power <laughs> yeah, like of opinions, non yeah. constantly. Uh, it's all for clickbait, anyway. So, yeah. um, but no, I'm happy that Leeds celebrate. That's what you need to do. Like, it's a competition sport. Like, especially for players, if you've ever played a team sport, that's what it's all about. Like, you win. You were two 0 down, three two up. Oh yeah, last minute goal. Us, yeah, and you're there battling with your mates. That you have been for the whole season, mate. You have to celebrate, otherwise you're a robot. Yeah, especially being two 0 down. Absolutely. We were. I went ballistic that Leicester game. I don't care. I mean, absolutely nothing. But I was going mad. Yeah, you have to. But it, it didn't mean nothing because you went from zero points to three points. It's true. In the space of literally true, yeah. two minutes, it's from ninety fourth no, minute mad. onwards. And let's let's just say, right? We'll just stick a scenario in the air. You're going into the last game of the season. You need to win that to make top four. Actually, that Leicester game will mean everything. That's true. But yeah. it's only in hindsight that we'll know how much That's that Leicester true. game meant. Damn. But we'll see. I, I think I think you're right, Junior. I've been reading all over socials both today, yesterday, and, and since the Arsenal game in particular, because I didn't see many celebration pleats about the Leeds game. Yeah. Or maybe I just wasn't reading enough about it because to to kind of police celebrations, as you said, on a on a comeback from 2-0 down, yeah. the magnitude of that game for Leeds, um, another loss for them, honestly... Would have been that yeah, damage. Yeah, yeah. It would have been serious. Um, and then the Arsenal game. Honestly, I didn't get that at all. Abdi will be uh, oh, probably grinning from ear to ear right now because because I'm here and and I'm actually saying with all my heart that game there for Arsenal. And obviously we'll come on to it. Yeah. yeah. I, after that win, for me, I said this is almost cemented now. And if you can't, and I'm not saying you were celebrating actually making the top four, but you, what you were celebrating is making a giant stride towards the top four. Somewhere you haven't been in five years. And if you can't celebrate that, then but what is well, the you've point? You've got to think about it. I think every game now for Arsenal is like a final. Absolutely. You know, um, you can't afford to drop any points. And so that was a massive game because it's almost like, all right, you can understand the Liverpool, but you had to win the Villa one and you did. Absolutely. So. And we haven't won at Villa for the last two yeah, seasons since Bogey they've been team, back. Yeah. And this is the first time in seven years that we've won five Games away from home on the bounce. Wow. So Crazy. See. Either way you spin it, it's massive because Villa aren't an easy team. Villa no. Park is not an easy place to go for, uh, go to, firstly. And Aston Villa don't roll over. No. We saw that at the end. Like They started to get back into the game and we needed Leno to make a last minute save to, it, yeah. to get all three points. So, and... I don't get why we can't celebrate it. It's a massive three points. As Mark just said, it's like one massive stride to um, um, achieving top four. If we had lost that game or even dropped points, Spurs would have been one point or 
level on points with us. So it's it's a massive like it's important to keep the gap there because one slip and we've seen it in the Premier League. There are anything yeah, that it's, it's, like it's not done, and you've got to play each other as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that is six pointer game. Um, a definition of a six pointer. But if I could just yeah. bring it back to actually Leeds in particular, I'm interested. What are your thoughts on Jesse Marsh and and how he's adapted to the Prem and and the energy that he's brought? What are your initial yeah, thoughts? I like him. I think he's done well so far. I think it's quite refreshing. Abdi, Abdi's gonna hate us. Oh, why is he gonna hate us? I don't know. I just feel like he is like because he he was calling him Ted Lasso and all this kind oh. of stuff. But I just I do think it's a bit too soon. Like we don't know yeah, what he's true. actually. What is actually Bielsa and what is actually uh, Jesse Marsh? I think that's a very fair point. Um, but what what I will say off the on the face of it, um, in terms of his persona, yeah, I really like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah, really absolutely. like him. Who did um, Gary interview him recently? Yeah, yeah. After uh, it yeah. might have been after Wolves, or it, it was been. the yeah, uh, it was after Wolves, I think, because mm. uh, or it was the game prior that they won under the him. Norwich. Yeah. Uh, Norwich. So they've won two on the bounce. Might have been Norwich. Yeah. Um, whichever one was Friday well. night football. It was Wolves. Wolves. Um, yeah, I really like him. And I know there's a stigma behind the accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's always just going to be, isn't it? And it's, yeah. it, it's the same if, if we went over to America, there'd probably be a stigma behind yeah. the accent. It just is what it is. But, but in terms of persona, the way he carries himself, and actually I just like the messages, the subtle messages that he that he gives in his interviews. And um, you can tell he, he's forming a close bond with his players already. You know, a couple of them have already come out and say they really enjoy working with him. Yeah. Um, and six points so far. Yeah. Very, very, very important six points for Leeds because without those points, what are they in the relegation zone? Uh, yeah. yeah. No, they, they're one point above Watford. So they've done well to kind of claw themselves up a little bit. There's yeah. so much work to be done in the rest of this season, but yeah. it's a decent starting point for Jesse Marsat. It's, it's what we've been saying all season. Uh, you'd rather have points on the board than games in hand because, as Tanya said, Everton are three games in hand on them. But yeah. when you're battling for relegation, where are those Have you seen Everton's from? fixtures list? Oh, yeah, it's, it's bad, isn't it? it? No, it's, it's worse than bad. <laughs> it's, if, you, if, you, <laughs> if you're Everton in this situation right now and you know you need points on the board, need to check, need that, to check. that fixture list is honestly probably the fixture list from hell forever and I think they've got one relatively decent game in there the rest are they've got West Ham next and they've got Burnley then they've got Man United and they've got Palace again Leicester Liverpool Chelsea oh I think their last game is is against Arsenal yeah, yeah. oh my god very very that very difficult just... running forever and in fact, it's it's a when you when you read that and a lot of those games are away. I think Palace might be away and, yeah, and, and away. automatically Palace away is a level up to, to Palace, Palace at home. Palace at home, Palace at home um, fair enough. But I just think Everton. I can't see them getting any. You know, you've got none of the teams around them there. there. There's no Leeds. There's, there's no Brentford, Burnley. Though. There's there's one game against Brentford, but there's no Leeds. There's no yeah. Burnley. There's no Norwich. There is Burnley. Oh, there is Burnley after um, West Ham. Cool. So Tanya just read out sixty percent of the fixtures instead of, <laughs> instead of all of them. Um, but yeah, just just in terms of that fixture list, it's tricky for Everton. Yeah. And if they don't win those games there, like such as Burnley and Brentford, I don't see them picking up many points in the other games. So vitally important that they put those points on the board. Yeah, it's tough. They definitely won't. Plus, anyway, I I I don't think I think they'd just about stay up by the skin of their teeth. Um, but I I think they made the. Worst call hiring Frank Lampard. Honestly, I don't think he's ready for Prem management. I don't think he's a good manager. Yeah. Um, and I don't think just because he played in the Prem for 15 years makes him suitable to come in and just... But why can't 
he as a manager actually realised that he needs a bit more time? Like, take a step down. Like, why did he take the job? Like, he's well, got too I, much pride. Listen, I understand there, there is self-confidence. Self-confidence isn't a bad thing. No, it's not. But I just think he does need to realise his level. It I mean, you, you want to back yourself, though. Like, if, for example, like, he started at Derby. He did an okay job. Keep them up. No, no. Oh, wait, took no. them to the playoffs. He took, took them to the playoffs. playoffs. Yeah, they yeah. lost in the final. Um, so when that Chelsea job came, it's like your dream job. Of course you're going to take it. No, that, regardless yeah. of who you, you are. Will take that, then yeah. you come out of that. And whatever you think of Frank Lampard, his record with Chelsea, he might think mm. with all of the circumstances that he did a good job. Probably, With yeah. all of the circumstances, you know, first year, not being able to sign anyone, yeah, second the year. Yeah, with the youngsters, yeah, he top um, four, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, exactly, he got top four, and then second year yeah. kind of, like, crumbled around this December because they started really well. So you might look at that and you go, okay, I think I back myself mm. to take Everton, who are a big, you know, historically big team in terms of Premier yeah. League, um, you know, and keep them there and then build something for the future. Now... The evidence is showing us otherwise because the first thing you need to do is shore up your defense. Yeah. And I don't think anything that Frank Lampard has done up until now has ever showed us that he can do that. So naive. I mean, even when he played against I couldn't believe how they played against us. It yeah. was just so open. And it's just like, why wouldn't you... Teams that have done well against us, they make it difficult. You know, they set up very tight defensively. And I just, I don't know why he's not doing that. That's what I mean. It's, it's just arrogance. I find him very arrogant. I think it's actually naivety. Yeah, that too. I think yeah. it's just like, he's out of his depth. I think Mark said it last week or whenever. It, he's just out of his depth. Yeah. Like, I don't think he knows how to, like, come I mean, against, yeah. come up against someone tactically. Like, it looked okay against Man City where he held, like, his Everton yeah, team was, battled yeah, for really. the 90 minutes and obviously that um, they should have had a penalty. But, the other games, it just it looks but bad. But do you think maybe he's just got terrible players? I mean, I don't, Listen, he does have some shocking He, he does, yeah. but you, you come into that job um, yeah. knowing that. Yeah, yeah. First of True. all, <laughs> you accepted the job, that's your squad. Uh, no more windows until the end of the season. Let's see what you can do. And obviously, he will have players in mind that he wants to sign. Um, and, and we can properly judge him next season. I think it's fair to say we can properly judge him next season. But for yeah. me yeah, personally, I, uh, I just don't think he's... he's got it cut out to be successful in this management game. I think that Everton was like a poison chalice. Like, it's a tough job to take. And plus, Everton have been stricken with injuries all season. Like, yeah. they've had injury after injury after injury. Mm -hmm. I think Damari Gray had his first game in ages against Crystal yeah, Palace. Yeah. But listen, if you sign that dotted line, it's because you believe you can work with what you've got and you yeah. can improve them. That's true. Um, and it's, it's still early days, but I mean... It, it was hard for them, but it seems like do they've gone think, backwards. Because he, yeah. was, he was here for the January transfer. Do you think he had a say in that? Because if I was him, I would have come in and said straight away, we don't need another Van Der Beek type player, Delhi. Like, why didn't he as a manager say, oh, do you know what? No, they, I, that I was, think, they were his choice. Yeah, I was about to say, he, he, he pushed for them. Yeah. He would have said, listen, I'm, if I'm coming to this club, I want to sign the players that I want to sign. That probably would have been part of the condition of him going over to Everton. And then you've got Delhi Ali. Literally doing the Spurs and chilling on the bench. Yeah, so bad. And Van der Beek, who well. probably wishes he went Palace. I've like said it ages ago. I, I said when he had that decision, yeah. the two of them, yeah. it should have always been Palace. But the yeah. thing is, is like like Mark said, I think Frank Lampard would have identified those two players as sources of goals because Everton don't score a lot. So if you're looking at two players that could potentially get you goals that aren't your strikers, because obviously you've got Richarlison and 
um, DCL yeah, no D- and wow. Rondon. Then you're looking at. Like, said Rondon. Uh, is it not Rondon? Rondon and goals in the same sentence. It's fair, but those are the strikers. <laughs> but like, um, and I'm I'm sure Tosin is still still there somewhere. He's not still there. Yeah, is I he? probably he probably has like oh a season ticket ever and just watches on the bench. <laughs> but um, that's that's the thing. Like you look at the midfield and you take uh, Sigurdsson away, who you know. I don't know. It's oh allegedly God, yeah. dealing with, with something. And you've lost goals in your midfield. Damari Gray started on fire. But then, Allen's not going to get you goals. The Corey yeah. might get you a couple no, goals. They're good players, but yeah, they won't get Yeah, you but goals, they're more so. like... Um, I look at Allen as like a, the momentum in the team. Like mm. he sets the tempo. He's yeah. get, He gets the ball and he sprays it around. He's not going to get you a goal. Like, or many goals, he'll get you one. And so when he's coming in, he's probably thinking like, we need goals from midfield. And that's what he specialised yeah, in so as a player. So I think Donny van der Beek is probably the best player he could have got. No, it is a good side but, on paper, but it's not what they need. No, I, I mean, it kind of, at, at that moment, it probably was yeah. what they needed. They needed someone who could create in the middle of the park, grab a goal or two. Mm. The thing um, is, is I don't think the system suits Donny van der Beek. <laughs> and I think... At Man United, he, what, he, he what was system? underused. There is no system. Yeah. <laughs> there's that issue I, as well. On the face of it, it looks like, of course there's a system, but yeah. it just looks like there is no system. Yeah. That's the that's the tactics. Is Maybe the best thing for him is for this season to end, like you say, Mark, and just go again. I think he's desperate season. for it to end, as it is, like just survive and then see what happens. But listen, go they, again. Yeah, they can't take their foot off the pedal. Yeah, it is not as simple as just to see. Yeah, because up now. <laughs> you, like I said, we, we went through that fixture list. They've probably got the hardest fixture list. Yeah. I mean, listen, Norwich are gone. Burnley yeah, have a yeah. slight chance. Watford have a. I'd give Burnley more of a chance than Watford, and I know Watford are uh, position above Burnley, but By a point. I, I really think Norwich and Watford are gone, and that last spot is just whoever is bad enough. You know what? In the I, last ten games, will t- will I was be thinking. I was thinking that Burnley had a better chance, but. They're not winning. No, they're not they're even not. like. They're I, not. They're only. But um, listen, the only saving grace for me is <laughs> Abdi's gonna hate this. Sean Dash. He <laughs> yeah. not. He knows what he's doing yeah, and yeah. in the business end of the oh, season. And and fair enough. Past what two three years, they've not even been in and around that yeah. scrapping type of area towards the end of the season. But the fact of the matter is, he's come into the prem. How long have they been there now? Six years. Maybe yeah. Five or six years. Um. And he's kept them up every single season. Shoestring budget, players in on free transfers. I mean, fair enough, he brought in Veghorst and Cornet for sizable-ish fees. But outside of that, um, as Abdi likes to call it, it's Brexit 11. Most of them were free. Most of them are 30 plus. But what they've got is that experience of staying in the league. And that's what I think might just trickle them over the line. Because they had that bounce when Veghorst came in. But it's it's gone dry after that. Like, I haven't seen... Even the performances... They're they've not got City next and they've got Everton and Norwich. I actually think they'll beat Everton and Norwich. I mean, yeah, but they'd have then to. Then they've got West Ham. And See, that's interesting because, sorry. Oh, yeah, uh, But if they, if they beat Norwich and Burnley, that's... Um, Burnley beat Burnley, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> if they beat Everton and Norwich, yeah. that's six points. They go above um, yeah, I Everton. Think I honestly think they'll win those two games. So oh, we'll see, yeah, we'll see what there. happens. But let's move on to yeah, uh, some more league games. Arsenal. Yeah. So, yeah, so Arsenal uh, went to Villa Park. Um on the back of losing to Liverpool in midweek. Obviously, we we didn't cover it on Good the podcast. Good game, though. Good game, that was. Yeah. That really was, I mean, just very quickly, that was, um, I just need to, oh, so sorry, Junior, I've got to put this in here for Abdi. Um, 
Uh, that's four games you played against us this season. You you haven't scored a goal. Yeah, I know. So there is a lot of improvement you still got to do. We don't have a striker. Um, I know. Well, I know, but the the fact of the matter is, you've still got eleven players on the pitch, um, and you score against other teams. I agree, but um, but listen. Aside from that, um, actually, I thought that's the best game you've given us in years. So the progression mm. is there. It was it's tough really you, there. Though. It was very tough. That first half. Um, but what we are the experts of is controlling the game of football yeah. and you might it might look like we're under the cosh but actually everyone's calm everyone knows what they're doing job is there so very structured and we'll see what happens with the title race but um, in terms of Arsenal the improvement was really there to see mm. um, and again you've gone away to Villa kept a clean sheet massive massive win how did that how did that make you feel? Let me address something really fast. Like, I get we're scoring goals against other, te- other teams, but none of it's coming from the striker. And the reason why I bring up the striker situation is because, um, for example, there was that run that Martinelli had in the first half. Was it the f- so, or the second half? Well, first half, I think. And he dribbles past everyone and he crosses it in the box. Where's Lacazette outside of the box? <laughs> of course, but, that, but that's mainly because the run was so good. Yeah, no. He's... I- he's Martinelli is a step ahead of every other Arsenal player on the pitch. But it was going to bring me to... uh, Well, Odegaard was in the box. Mm. It was just a good block from Mm. Matip. So even if there was a striker in there, the block still would have been made. Oh, no, absolutely. I I get what you're saying about about the striker, but you've got to remember you had Aubameyang for the first three games against us. You can't can't use the... No, no, no. It's not a Liverpool-specific thing. I'm I'm, I'm just talking Mm. about now, um, like, for example, because I was going to bring up other um, things. Like, So we played Leicester and... Every time, for example, we're on, on the break, like I said, it's on the halfway line. But again, Against Villa, I, I get it's a choice that your manager no, made. No, I, I understand. I'm not, it's not an excuse. I'm just saying, like, against Villa, there was a chance where um, Saka crosses in the box. And like I said, he, he looks, it looks so easy and he, he does the most to, to miss it. Do you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. I'm not even trying to say it's an excuse. Um, but I'm just saying that. If we had a striker, I'm not saying we would have beaten Liverpool or, or that we would have scored those chances. I just think if we had a, a, a better striker, that we could cause more problems. Of course. Well, you've yeah. got, listen, teams. any top team has to have at least, I would say at least one player who can regularly put the ball in the back of yeah. the net. And Liverpool have five. So <laughs> that's the difference. That's what I'm saying. So that's the difference. Like yeah. you're talking about the, the gap, like, oh, we played well, but that is the gap where you have five players like, yeah, because you bought on afterwards. You bought on Firmino and Salah. Yeah, you? exactly. Like the second Crazy. half didn't start as Liverpool wanted. Klopp was like, "Bun this! I'm gonna bring on Firmino and <laughs> oh, no, Salah." And Louise, uh, who we've been talking about, running and raving, didn't even have his best game. No, but didn't. you can still bring on Firmino and Salah, and no. it's, and just just you, frightening. You options, mm-hmm. And yeah. that's the that's my point. It wasn't even like to say, "Oh, we would have been Liverpool." No, no, I hear I hear your point. My the only reason I came back at that is because. Like I said earlier, it was your manager who decided to get rid of Aubameyang in January, and yeah. it was your manager who then said, "I'm not going to replace him." So no, it's understandable agree. the the points agree. that you're making, but um, at the end of the day, you do have amazing players like Saka, yeah. Martinelli, who do Smith Rowe, who do put the ball in the back of the net. Yeah, but what you need is that focal point. Someone, all the all the best teams have bought Bar City yeah. at the moment are doing it without a number nine. But all the best teams in history, yeah, yeah. current day. Have someone who can put the ball in the back of the net, and whether that's more than one player, brilliant. But you need someone up there. Someone, Absolutely. someone. So who would that player be for you? I know we've probably spoken about this already. Yeah. But in the summer, who would be on your wish list? Who would be that player you'd bring in? 
get you those If vibes. I'm looking at it, and it's probably not going to happen, this is like probably like far-fetched dreamland. If it's, mm. And I'm not talking about Haaland because I, I don't think we're in the race. But it would be Ossiman from um, Napoli because he's, right. he's the type of like number nine that I think we've lacked for a long time. He's, he's big, he's strong, he scores goals, mm. he's fast, he's, uh, his agility is great and he's smart like like mm. the goals you see he, get, he gets for Napoli they're like big goal important goals and we create enough chances or have been recently that he could he could score in the Premier League yeah. I think do you know what he, he he would he would bring to the table what Lacazette is bringing to the table now that link up play yeah, holding yeah. the ball up so Saka can make that run behind him Martinelli can make that run behind him he'd bring that to an improved level yeah. but he'd bring you goals exactly and, and physicality that's my point. and that's um, my point and he's good in the air as well yeah. so and that's what I think we need if we want to progress. And obviously, like, Napoli bought him for, like, 80, 90 million or whatever. So it's probably unrealistic that we're going to get him. And we're probably looking at, like, Jonathan David from Lille. And player. I, player. I, I love him player. as well. But mm, it's just whether you can replicate it in, but the, listen, in the Premier if, League. I mean, if you finish fourth, that's Champions League money now. It's, true. it's a it's new true. level of money that you're, the club's going to have. And, but um, regardless, do you know what? I always say this. I do think you will make that signing, though, into the summer. I think no, 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 no. There's no... You, Thank we have to. You have to. You have to and sign someone who can spend, put the ball in the back yeah. of the net. I you think have you'll to. spend big as well. I just get this feeling you're going to go ham. But I summer. just think it depends on Champions League. If we don't get Champions League, then we're all talking about Europa but money. Do you mm. guys? Can I ask a question? Do you guys honestly think that this whole thing about oh, if you've got Champions League football, it guarantees you like top players? Because no, it doesn't guarantee you've, you. You've signed a Bamiyang without um, Champions League football. I just think that is a little bit of a myth. No, I don't think it's a myth. We're talking about. If yeah. we're talking about Aubameyang three years before he signs for Arsenal, I don't think he comes to Arsenal really in Europa League. Yeah, yeah, I honestly don't think that. Mm. You're talking about a competition that is like mm. a player's dream to go play. And I think Mark said it last week. It's not about making the Champions League the yeah. one time that's going to bring you Haaland. It's consistently being there. <laughs> players want to exactly. exactly. compete. But Arsenal not being in the Champions League limits who we can buy. Like we mm. we might have the money. For example, let's say like Liverpool. Let's let's just eliminate every single other club and just pretend it's like just Liverpool and Arsenal exist in this in this mm. space for a minute. Yeah. So Liverpool always in the Champions League, vying for yeah. titles and and vying for the Champions League. And Haaland is there, seventy five million. No other club wants Haaland, but it's Liverpool and Arsenal. Arsenal could say, yeah, we have seventy five million, but Haaland's gonna look at Arsenal and go, well, you don't make the Champions League every year. Mm. You don't even challenge for titles. I don't want to just settle for fighting for top four. He's going to want to go Liverpool. And that's mm -hmm. the point. That's but don't the you also think like a club's history comes into account? Because I could use another example. Say, all right, say Spurs, we get Champions League and we're going for a player. And then Liverpool also going for that player, but they're not in Champions League. I still think that player goes Liverpool over well, it depends. I, it depends. I, I kind of hear what you're saying. You what I, I mean? don't think it's a myth though. Because look, yeah. if you, you take all these eight quarterfinalists now, maybe... Barring Benfica and Villarreal, but the rest, right? Bayern, Liverpool, City, Chelsea, Madrid. Atletico. Atletico, thank you. Yep. You're <laughs> you ask any of the players from those six teams, and we're talking quarterfinalists of the Champions League, if next season they're willing to drop down a level? Mm. Tell me who would say yeah, yes. It's, it's not a no myth. One. It's not a myth. If you're, if you're a professional footballer, and it's, mm. it's the same in most sports, mm. you want to play at the highest level. That's how you get your name etched in history. Mm. Not not by yeah. playing uh, for a team who's who's finishing fifth and sixth every season. Might get a little Europa League game, but they're paying me two hundred and fifty k a week. 
Some play, some players might take that. Some players might take that, but there are yeah. there are players who it's it's about more than the money. It's about the legacy. Mm. It's about the trophy cabinet at the end of their career. It's about all of the experiences they can look back on. Mm. And like I said, if you asked any of these quarter finalists now, yeah, that is a good point. You know, would they move in the summer to a to a, a Spurs? Um, just as an Got example, to Spurs, um, Man United, or Arsenal. Man United, Arsenal. I don't. Barring the Benfica and the Villarreal players, as I said, every there's no yeses coming from. Any of those and players. plus, um, Vlahovic, if, if the choice was yeah. separate, I get he, Juventus is a, is a massive club in Italy and all this kind of stuff. But if we're talking about just money-wise, Juventus can't compete with Arsenal in that no, aspect. No. And he chose to go Juventus because of the history, yeah. the Champions League, the, the, the leagues he could win in with Juventus. And that's the point. So, like, yeah. with t- Arsenal fans are obviously ecstatic that we could make the Champions League for the first time in five years. But... The realistically, it's the first step. Mm. Now, this is the first step, and we can't then go. Oh yeah, we're a Champions mm-hmm. League club. It that's the first step of many steps to maintain yeah. and challenge. Mm-hmm. That's you, what the goal is. And you got to think the first time we qualified for the Champions League on the Jurgen Klopp. If you could name me, because players wait. It, we didn't sign Allison Van Dijk mm. because we qualified for the Champions League once. We actually showed them we could do it back to back. Yeah, and we're here. Yeah. Then we signed them. We signed Virgin in January, Allison, whenever it was, in, in one of the summers. And it wasn't because we just finished in the Champions League once. Yeah. I mean, the, the January we signed Virgin, we were in the Champions League. We lost the final that year, won it the year after. And that's when you brought Allison. That's when we brought Allison. And then that means, in my opinion, because of the culture we've created at the club in terms of continuously going far in that competition, challenging for the leagues, doing better in the mm-hmm. domestic cups this season, not so much in the past five years. But that, in my opinion, is what meant we could attract a player of Thiago's calibre. Couldn't see him ever playing for a team, particularly Liverpool, of six years ago. Would never have happened. it's almost like you build up a reputation, don't you? Would never have happened. And that's the point. And then... Interesting. Then I get, like, for example, (laughs) if Liverpool were to then not qualify for Champions League and maybe finish fifth, then I still think, because of the last three yeah, or four years, then I could see them attracting a big yeah. player like if they 100%, throw the money. Because 100%. then they'll be like, okay, we'll, we'll go again. Yeah. We've just strengthened mm. and we're just going to smash it next season. Yeah. yeah. Like I do, I do, I think your point originally was a really good point about like, a lot for a lot of players, it's about um, just being linked to a club like Liverpool or Arsenal or whoever it might mm. be is, all right, cool. Yeah. My agent, can you get that done? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. for that, the calibre of players that we're talking, the highest calibre, you have to be competing at the highest level, winning trophies. Honestly, the only person I can think of, of the highest calibre, who's made a, a move like that, and at the time that team weren't really challenging for trophies like that, was Pogba to United. That's what I was yeah, thinking. Yeah, yeah, true. And look how that's yeah. worked out. And maybe like Di Maria as well. Maybe Di Maria to United, yeah. but yeah. that was United's name signed them. Yeah, so yeah. You, your point about like the that's club and the history. Yeah, yeah. But, but then you're talking about United, who went on a 20-year winning spree. So... They they had they had clout in the bank for that one, but um, massive three points. And what yeah. I like about this Arsenal team is the camaraderie. Everyone like the team spirit. Mm. Like you saw, Aaron Ramsdale had a hip issue, didn't play. I know. Leno yeah. played for well, the Leno, first time in the know. league since we got bad at Man City. Oh, and yeah. at the end of the game, Ramsdale running onto the pitch to hug Leno, and yeah. and mm-hmm. and he was actually the one because Leno was shying away from the celebrations. Ramsdale pushed him in front 
so oh, that the Arsenal that. fans could clap and, and sing his name. So yeah. it's that kind of stuff that I wouldn't have seen last mm. year or the year before. Yeah. Like if you think back to maybe four years when we had that whole, it might be longer, but Sanchez fighting with the majority of the squad, mm. he celebrated and half the team walked yeah. away from him. That's and bad. where yeah, we I remember are now, that. Yeah, yeah. And where we are now, where everyone mm. is together, like we fight together. But I think that's what that's what winning breeds. <laughs> winning breeds that together. And said we fight it? together. I respect it. <laughs> yeah, no, the Junior's fans are back it as well. No, the fans will back it as well. Like right, when your team's winning, like players, they just yeah, they mm. feel more confident and more together. Honestly, yeah. one of the key um, like cornerstones of success is camaraderie. People laughed at us. I don't know if you guys remember, we drew away to West Brom in Jurgen Klopp's first season. Um, and West Brom, you know, West Brom, they're always yeah. around the bottom area of the Prem. And you got all of us in the line, not and me, obviously, personally, uh, link up arms and celebrate with the fans. Yeah. And Aww. it was a draw and people grilled us. Yeah, yeah. Who's grilling us now? Yeah, you got to start. You got. You, you have that. to start from somewhere. And like, you got to start the from somewhere. The opposite of that is, um, I can't remember what game it was. I think it was the Watford game. Man United lose to Watford 4-1. Ronaldo, as soon as the um, full-time whistle, sprints off the pitch. Because that's a team of individuals. Yeah, that whole United squad. That's really, why do you, you know what? People aren't talking about Man United and him suing every five seconds. But that's the point. And like, I'd much rather the squad we have now. And I even said at the beginning of the season, it's easier in a way to accept defeat with this team that we have now because they're so young but because they're all together they're fighting together than it was a couple of years ago when we have like Ozil Aubameyang and then we're not winning mm. that makes it really difficult to accept this makes it easier like you can see that they are desperate to win for this club like you can see Saka always talking like he wants to take this club to the Champions League and that's what I'm here to see I want to see Saka mm. Odegaard Martinelli Smith Rowe in the Champions League but for Arsenal that's what I want to see because yeah. they've. It would be massive for Arsenal it, to massive, be in Champions yeah. League again. Oh, I, I miss Tottenham being in the cha- just being in the Champions yeah. League. I like miss that song. Feel, mm. oh, the, I mean, the test will come next season when you know you're playing yeah, Champions yeah. League football yeah. and you you know you desperately want to qualify for the Champions League again because Spurs are going to strengthen. United are going to strengthen. I mean, they always strengthen. It never really goes well, but they will strengthen and they'll bring in high-profile names. Yeah, they they always do it. Always. Um, whether it works or not, we kind of find out as the season progresses. Yeah. Um, but a lot of teams around you are going to bolster next season and you're not going to have that type of season that you've had this year where it's kind of one yeah. game every weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. I guess I'm getting to outside of that striker area. Yeah. Where where do you see the need to strengthen in your squad so that it can cope next season with that extra? Yeah, yeah. I, I've said it from for ages now. We need a backup right back. Yeah, I was gonna say full backs definitely. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I I've been really. Two, imp- two, I was just. I, yeah. You're probably about to say yeah. this as well. I think Cedric. Cedric yeah. yeah in the past wide. month that mm. Tommy Asu's been out. Yeah. I actually, he's done a decent job. That's what I was about to say. Cedric has really impressed me over the last um, mm. month, as you said. But I think that's how Teta working with him, like on a one-to-one basis, like this is what you need <laughs> to do. But let's be real. He's not the quality that's going to like, obviously like Tommy Asu is our, our first um, first team right back. But we need like a younger player, mm. like kind of like how Liverpool, they've got Robertson, but then they went and got uh, Simicast. So it's just yeah. something Very that's seamless yeah. to come in and he does the same job. Mm. Not maybe to the level that Robertson does it, but he can fill in against the Watford, against the Brentford, against, you know, these yeah. teams there. Mm. Well, he's a, he, could, he can fill in against them all. He's actually... 
Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. a fair point yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but that's what we need. We need a, a right back who come in, does the same job as Tommy Asu, so we don't feel like we're missing something. Mm. We need a number eight. Like um, Shaka has been really good since progressing to this number eight. It's Can you the, trust Shaka? Then? It's it's the position that Wenger always said mm. that he would be, uh, or that he wanted him to be. But you're right. You can't trust Shaka because there's a fuse missing there and it's just like one little thing. And he, like, for example, a lot of people were on him for pushing uh, Buendia at the weekend. Now, for me, I don't think that's a yellow card because Buendia pushed him first Mm -hmm. and he had his hand out, didn't shake it. Then he pushed him back. But it's the risk you take with Shaka because he's got a reputation. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. The referees are obviously aware that if Shaka is in that position, it could get volatile, so yellow card. So we need a number eight who can also get goals because um, I think Partey is now settled in that number six and he's looking really good. Um, and then I would go for a striker, a backup striker. I don't mind if we keep Lacazette. So this is me okay, thinking that um, if Lacazette and Enketia leave, we need two strikers, obviously. So um, two strikers, but I'm not adverse to Lacazette signing on yeah, for another suppose. year or it two. Because um, he does a really good job outside of the box. Mm. It's just the inside of mm. the box. That's and, the and to be honest, it's a very young squad. You need yeah. leaders in there. Absolutely. You need leaders. And in there. all of the young players, they talk so highly of him. He always helps them out. He's always there I to talk. I do like Lacazette. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Like, bias, I, I do like Lacazette. And then I would, me, I would get another right winger. Yeah. Not to... Maybe I'm not saying he's gonna get in ahead of Saka because I think Saka, you know, is a fantastic player. No, but, but you rely on him a lot. Exactly, and that's my point. Like yeah. we've got we got Martinelli and Smith Rowe who can fill in on the left. We've only yeah. got Saka on the right and you Pepe. Don't burn him out. I was gonna say, man, just forgot <laughs> no, that I seventy-five million pound yeah, signing exactly. existed. I haven't Pepe. forgot, <laughs> but he doesn't he doesn't do the function that Arteta likes. Do and you think I, he's given enough? Oh, <laughs> no, he he got he listen. He's been I was just about, he's been limited to a ten minute player. That's what oh he is. He gets he ten minutes at the end of the game. Not even if you're chasing the game. He gets ten minutes if you're two nil up, yeah. and he might get ten minutes if Eesh. you are chasing the game. But but I think it's deserved because of everything that Arteta's seen until now. You can't trust him. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that he's getting the minutes that he deserves. So you get rid in the summer. Just get rid. Yeah. I would take a cut our losses and and just um, move in. A, he, the the thing I will say about Burnt Leno and um, about Pepe, you haven't heard a word. Mm. They're not playing. They're on the bench, week in week out. You haven't heard them complain. You haven't heard them being tapped up by any club. They've been mm. super professional. So I have nothing but good words to speak about both of them. They come yeah. on if they're asked to come on, they'll come on. They'll do their job. Burnt Leno at the weekend with a fantastic save. Pepe against Wolves and. That's, that's that's all you can ask for from for players yeah. that are on the bench. Just be professional. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you can ask as well, I guess, to for them to try and yeah. push their way into the team too, yeah, which yeah. they are. But we we don't know what goes on in the training ground, it's and true, of course, they're training to their. Well, hopefully, they're training to the highest capability. Yeah. Um. But let's be honest, no one's taking that spot from Saka. No. No, absolutely no, no, no. not. I mean, Abdi says it all the time. Pepe, Pepe's best performances were on the left. That's when he had a. That's when he went on a goal scoring run. But now you can't get over Martinelli. I think he'll get, you you won't obviously get what you pay for, but he'll get snapped up by a number of clubs. I yeah. reckon. Yeah, I don't mind. You know, I don't know what like clubs, I said, like I wouldn't mind us signing uh, a backup right winger who can come and do a job or alternate because playing Champions League 
these yeah, you're gonna need the squad, boy. Yeah, I'm these you. players, these players have never done it before, so it's gonna be, it's gonna be intense. Because yeah, playing Europa League, we used to play our youngsters, which are yeah. now, I guess, are the players that are playing now. Yeah, but that's the thing. But Champions that's, League, Champions League is is if you play your youngsters, you're not getting through the group. So um, yeah, but that's if we even if we get there, we spent a long time on this. Let's move on. Next game was um, Leicester versus Brentford, and I guess all we can say is. It's the game of fantastic goals. Oh, my goodness. Game full of bangers. Bangers. Castagna's goal. Outrageous. Madison. Even he couldn't believe it. <laughs> Madison's free kick and then we saw. Yeah, man. Um, but but yeah. we said it already about Leicester, didn't we? I mean, they're kind of like yeah. not really playing for much, are they? Yeah, they're, oh. one of, they're one of the teams who just are just playing for pride at this point. They should just prioritise the Europa Conference League. I think they could win that. I really do think they've got Did a you good see chance. what... Um, so they just played Ren in the last 16. Yeah. Did anyone see what the what Ren have said about the condition they left the changing room? In? No. Oh, I'll, okay, I'll send I'll send people links after. I don't know too much detail, but I've seen a picture and it was a shambles from Leicester. I've, I felt ashamed and oh I've got no God. kind of oh links to Leicester at all, but uh, not impressive. So, I mean, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, for me, <laughs> that was not good. And Ren bounced back over the weekend as well. That must have been tougher than to take against Leicester. Mm. With Leicester, where you, I don't know where where I see them going next season. I think they've got a good squad. Obviously, um, Fofana. Mm. Fofa, I was gonna say Fofana. <laughs> you know, I was gonna say it. I was gonna. <laughs> Fofana will be back. He's. Um, I mean, he scored against Ren. It was his first game yeah. back just oh, last week him. or whenever it was. But yeah, you're right. He'll be properly back. Properly next back. But yeah. I tell you what, there will be players who want out. Tielemans. I don't. I don't see him at Leicester for another year. Yeah. Oh. Madison. I think if he wants to develop, not his personal playing style but his career gonna have to move on yeah. um, you're gonna have to spend the cash though on him what club's gonna spend that big on Madison? i think spurs would do well know. with signing him I don't, we haven't really honest. been linked with him though i, I feel mean, like yeah. he was arsenal were linked with him last you? summer yeah um and then you chose odegaard which has been like the best decision but i don't yeah. know i just think if they're willing to sell him for like 60 mil i personally wouldn't pay that much money for how him. much would you how much you again, think he's he worth? is young, he's a good player, and he is what we need. So actually... How much do you think he's worth, like, just out of curiosity? 40 to 50. I think 60 would be a bit too much for me. You have to forget English. English tax. Yeah. I know, that's the thing, English tax, I know, but... Yeah. Do you think he's Conte's player? I don't see him as a Conte no. player. That's the thing. No, you really. you're, you know what, you're right, actually, because he not. plays the three at the back, two yeah. wing-backs, yeah. two usually yeah, quite defensive-minded midfielders, yeah, Bentacor and Hoiberg yeah. at the moment, yeah. I think it is. Yeah, and then, yeah. I mean, Madison doesn't... I mean, no, unless you fit. play him off the left yeah. of that front three, but you, yeah. I mean, you you take out a lot of his skill set by doing that. So yeah. I think I think he'd probably just stay at Leicester then, or maybe Man, Man United. United. Yeah. Oh, do you know what? That is Man United. <laughs> that is a Man United signing, isn't it? Let's bet our money now that they <laughs> sign him in the summer. That would be such a Man United signing. It's like out of the blue, yeah. not something that they need. Let's forget DM. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's forget, forget DM. <laughs> Madison. Can you imagine Bruno True. Fernandes and Madison <laughs> on the same pitch? Honestly, that's gonna happen. That is gonna happen. I feel like they're gonna lose Pogba, so they need they need someone else at the uh, another oh, attraction. You know, actually, the, just good. Thank you for that. You know, Paul Pogba is almost thirty yeah, years I old. It's twenty nine. Listen, I I love Paul Pogba in terms of oh, his no, individual quality, but more. listen, this move to United has been the biggest waste of his career. Yeah imaginable honestly i, I just yeah. think he needs to go somewhere now pushing 30 i know he's not 30 for a while um so 29 at the moment but he needs to for his own good he needs to get out of there yeah absolutely 
Uh, yeah, I would be desperate to go anywhere. I mean, the the Real Madrid boat sailed by the Juventus boat. Probably go PSG, I, I reckon. That would be. Yeah, I can see that be something like that because happening. Like, yeah, because yeah, I saw like last week it was his birthday and people were circulating um, a compilation of him, his time at Juventus. What a player! I know. But why are you like? What about the pre? What about the most recent five years? Why have you got to stretch back to Juventus? <laughs> it's, it's true. Yeah, like yeah. you know, he left Juventus at twenty three. He's now twenty nine. Six years at United. What? Oof. What have they won? Europa, Europa League. League and Carlin Cup. Was he even fit for that? I'm not sure. I, I mean, regardless, <laughs> I he would have got a medal, but yeah. in six years, yeah, one Europa League and one League Cup. And they finished second, which he's Mourinho done said France. was a trophy. God. <laughs> yeah, he won the World Cup. Yeah. Uh, next up, uh, Spurs oh, played yes. West Ham. I'm so honest. <laughs> I know we've been in terrible format, but I... I wanted to win this game so bad. Nah, you, you know what? You haven't been in terrible game. form. You've been in terrible good, terrible good, yeah. terrible good, <laughs> Wait, terrible honestly, good. You know like, that it's just, lost. It's, it's like a seesaw with you lot at the moment. What's that Gattuso saying? Uh, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes maybe good. Cool, sometimes maybe. Yeah, that yeah, is that. Uh, Honestly, that is us. Oh, I was so happy. I actually went to this game as well. The atmosphere was electric in the stadium. I saw like five inflatable cats um, <laughs> because Zuma, honestly, he was getting a torrid time. Like every time he touched the ball, he was just getting booed. But you know what? I was really impressed with our performance against Wentab. Don't get me wrong. I think they were a bit leggy because they had the Europa League game. But all in all, I think we controlled the game, to be honest. Um, first goal, Sonny, it was deflection by Zuma, which made it even <laughs> more sweet. Their fans were quiet as well. I, I was expecting them to be a little bit more pumped up. but mm. um, oh, They probably knew. I mean, let's be honest. That yeah. West Ham team, when you've got Antonio playing 16 games in four days, <laughs> but you know, what? You know actually, like, his legs, just, it's done. They were like, worse when he done. came off, to be fair, because he had a chance in the first yeah. half. He um, had to come off. When did he come off? 60 or five minutes? <laughs> He had, listen, his he legs, legs, he couldn't yeah. do that. He, he put in a shift know, against Sevilla on the Thursday. Yeah, then yeah. you got, he probably had Friday rest day, Saturday light training, wakes up on Sunday, he's playing again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. It's true. But no, I think that game for me, Son, he, he scored and he was like doing shush to the fans. So obviously, I, I've been critical of him and I think our whole fan base... I mean, I've seen some crazy stuff like, oh, we should be dropped from the squad. Oh, we need to get rid of him. And I'm just thinking, this is a player that, Mark said it last week, he still scored how many goals? 11 goals. He's such a key player for us. And I think this just proves why we can't mm. bench him. Um, he, he, he got two goals, obviously. Kane was on one again. Absolutely amazing Kane, player. I'm gonna be, he got the assist for all three goals, right? Yeah. All the assists for the three goals. That's I, that's 21 assists now to Kane. Uh, to I think Son. he's got the most, yeah. God, that's crazy. Yeah, like, he's just, he's, I think he's like fourth on the list of one, like one assist to one that's player. That's crazy. And they've extended their lead at the top of the partnership yeah, table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. By another two goals. By another two. Which is what, listen, I want them two to be informed because we've got the North London derby and, oh, you know, mm. I need Kane to turn up for that game. <laughs> I forgot that. Well, <laughs> go, let us know a little bit more about your thoughts on this game and I want to ask you mm. what you feel Spurs need to do. Yeah. And I want like a serious answer from you in terms of if they are to secure top four this season, don't just outright say it's not possible. I want to know from yeah. you what needs to happen for Spurs to do that. It's only three points. By do the you way. know what? That's the thing. I I think that West Ham game is actually massive. Like It is a massive, massive result. I mean, not in the sense that West Ham were catching us, but then again, I think, I don't know if they've got a game, or we've got a game in hand against West them. Ham have played the most out of the teams in that. That's it, right, yeah. But in terms of 
Arsenal, I think psychologically now, Arsenal are going to be thinking Tottenham are literally breathing down our necks. And I think for us, I honestly think it's better that we're not the team expected now to get top four. I think we're better chasing rather than actually being the one being chased. Does that make sense? <laughs> uh, I was going to, uh, you know what I was going <laughs> to But... Do you know what? Do you remember, I, so I'm so sorry to do this. Do you remember when Harry Kane posted the pictures of the lions the and lions. tigers? <laughs> it's crazy. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for reminding me. Do you know what? I think after watching that game, I am a little bit more confident. I think if we win that North London derby, that's why this is probably going to be the biggest North London derby. They haven't released a date for that yet, years. have they? They know exactly what they're doing. You know, they that. need to relate. They, they know they. To, they want. Game. I'm. I'm pretty certain they want that as late in the season as possible. Yeah. So that there's just so oh much juice God. behind it because oh if you're God. if you're talking if we're talking what with four games to go that North London derby takes place and you're there's three or four points between it biggest North London derby in a long long time Sky Sports know exactly what they're doing I'm already sweating I, I do think with Spurs though we are I know it's win loss win loss but we are actually having some momentum now which is positive and I'm actually annoyed that it's international break I would have liked to have continued that momentum but. Mm. It is what it is. One thing I will say, we definitely have easier fixtures. And I know with Spurs, no game is easy. But we've got, obviously, Newcastle's tough. But I expect us to beat Newcastle. I fancy you us. Should, you should expect it. Villa, I fancy us, right? Then we've got Brighton, who we've beat twice already this season. Then we've got Brentford. We should be beating them. Then we've got Leicester, who we do typically struggle with, actually, at home. But, again, we should at least try and get, win that game. So that's five already. We've obviously got to play Liverpool again. But I always think Liverpool Spurs, it's, it's always a close game, mm. really. You know, the most annoying thing is, is that we should never have dropped two points against you early I on know, in the season. And that's actually a test, testament to... Yeah. yeah but. And then we've believe. got Burnley Norwich. So we've got easy fixtures there, in my opinion. But I don't know, it just... I mean, that's when you put it like that, at face, at face value, fixtures. you've got to go out there and, and win those games. We've got to win all um, I can't believe this. But that is a really good fiction list. No. <laughs> Junior's panicking. That's all bottom half. I know. <laughs> I know. That's why I'm like, Apart from Villa, Leicester, and, and Arsenal and Liverpool, that's all bottom half. All bottom half, yeah. But the only thing with that is if this relegation battle heats up again, them games are going to be hard. Oh. So... They will, but they are teams on paper that you you beat nine times so out of ten. So if you flip that now, Arsenal, who are in the top four, you've got Chelsea, you've got to play us, you've got to play Man United, who I'm not writing off Man United completely here. You know what? So, now that you put it like that, it makes this it makes this race a lot more interesting. It does. In terms of the fixtures that need to be played. Um, I think if we didn't beat West Ham, I would have said that is it. So does it, Does how do you feel then? Because... Let's be honest, your league form in the past 10 games, if you had just fixed it up a little bit, know, the position, that the so strength of the position you'd be in now, mm. you'd probably be above <laughs> Arsenal or level on points with Arsenal. Yeah. But actually, you'd probably be above them. You've lost some stupid games, silly games that you wouldn't expect this Spurs team, particularly under Antonio Conte, to lose. Do um, you know what? I'm not, I'm not saying we lost the majority of our games because Dyer wasn't there, but I think since he's come back and since Benton calls come back into the midfield, I, I honestly think we look a lot better. And I also think, we have to remember, a lot of the games, Kane wasn't involved. Junior looks I'm mad stressed. sad, bro. <laughs> he looks devastating. <laughs> I'm stressed. So I'm feeling a little bit more optimistic. And this was coming from me last week. I was, I was being very negative and a couple of weeks ago. But now I am a bit more optimistic. Looking at the fixtures... The fact that we still need to play you lot. 
optimistic times. We haven't had that in a long I know, time. I know. Long time. I'm just so scared to be confident with Spurs. Yeah. I'm uh, really to be honest, scared. I'm going to be honest. I don't think any. I, th- I don't think Arsenal, Spurs, United. I don't think any anyone will feel particularly confident right now. No. There's yeah. no way to. You can't call yeah, it. You just got to go out there and play yeah. the football. Yeah. I'm. Oh. <laughs> Wait, who have you got next? Have you got we got Palace, then Brighton, yes, then see, Southampton. Palace, Palace away. Yeah, I think hard. that's a Monday night as well. And, and I'm going to be honest, you'd rather play Palace at three o'clock on a Saturday than than at eight o'clock on a Monday night. And I know because Arteta was moaning, wasn't he? I know he was moaning. Yeah. You've got a lot of those games. Like, have you got Chelsea, and then you've got like a twelve thirty kickoff or something? Yeah, we got Chelsea on Wednesday, and then we got another team on. Oh man, I, I'm going to have to. I, ha- I need Chelsea to do us a favour. Hey, there's going to be some dramas on this podcast over the next few months, so but stay that tuned. North London derby, honestly, I don't even, I don't even want to watch it. I don't know how I'm going to watch it. It is going to be nail biting because literally over the past how many years, the North London derbies have been a bit meaningless, haven't they, in terms of the table? But this time round, <sighs> <laughs> I, I'm loving this. Can I get that on applause? Which one is that? Uh, the, the yellow, yellow one, one. The yellow one. That's how I feel right now. I feel good. And I'm sorry, if we get top four, boy, you two better hide from me. No, me, you mean, yeah? Me We're and talking Abdi, Abdi oh, here, yeah? Oh, yeah, Abdi's not here. <laughs> yeah, no, but um, I said it from the beginning, if I didn't that think happens, that we'd get top four. So if we get top four, it's, it's a mad, as well. mad out of... But let, listen, food. listen, you both got a job to do. Yeah. Um, And, and we'll, we'll know what's going to happen over oh, the next couple honestly, of weeks. right. Who who do you think will get top four? Uh, Man United. I, I, I listen. Arsenal. I don't think United. I, You're right. Uh, listen. We, no, no, no. I I, Junior, I Junior made a good up. point about camaraderie earlier, and I said that's one of the cornerstones of success. I don't see that in that United squad, and I think camaraderie on the pitch mm. gives you an extra edge and an extra bit of percentage over your opponent. And I just United don't have that for me. I don't see United. Honestly, I, I, after 34, 35 games, I don't even think they'll have a chance of it. I wow, could be completely wrong. Well, There's the, nothing about this United team that impresses me at all. They're a team full of individuals. And a team full of individuals is very, very rarely successful. Do you not think they've just still got that individual brilliance? They've got Sancho, they've got Ronaldo. Tanya, they're, they're got, sitting fifth or sixth. I know. Where's that? The, no, but I, I hear what you're saying. But if they were, if they were a good team, they've got the players... They, they would be a listen. We're talking about a team that came second last season. Very lucky to come second. They weren't impressive about it, but to drop down to sixth now. So, all right then, out of Spurs and Arsenal, who do you? What is your? I, I don't know. I, I listen. I've said it. I've said it in the chat in front of you. I, and for the past two weeks, I've had my mind set that I believe Arsenal were going to finish fourth. Yeah, I don't. But now that you've read out those fixture lists. I still think Arsenal will finish fourth, but I, I know this is this is I know I'm sitting on the fence. I actually started to doubt myself a little bit now, but I do think Arsenal will finish fourth. But I'm doubting. Do you that. know what though? I think what I will say to re- I don't want to reassure you, but <laughs> typically that's where we've failed beating the teams we should be winning. Can I can I just tell you? Can I, let me tell you It'll why so I think that. I tell you why I think that because uh, when I watch this Arsenal team in com- in comparison to this Spurs team. Yeah. I just think they've developed the knack a little bit more. They're a yeah. bit further along the, the road than you are in terms of when you enter that final 15 minutes of a game yeah, and you're one or two nil up, yeah. see that game out. Yeah. Um, Arsenal, for me, have 
started to develop that into their game and it was evident against Villa. I know there was a big save from Leno at the end, but you saw the game out. You brought Rob Holding on, you did your three two uh, your five two three or however you set up when no, you're I when agree. you're seeing a game I out. Do agree. And I think that's the extra string to the bow that this Arsenal team have at the moment over Spurs and United. Yeah. That know how to see a game out. That's what I think might see you through. I'm stressed, man. <laughs> well, Man United's fixtures are, are tricky. They've got Leicester, they've got oh, Everton, well, Everton Nor- Norwich. They've still got to play Liverpool and Arsenal. I mean, that again, that's what I'm saying. We've got the best. Like, we haven't and got they a finished, lot of top six lot, teams. Like, they have Chelsea as well. They've got Ch- and they've got Palace. That's... They've got hard fixtures. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting. That's the beauty of the Premier League. There's so battles exciting. all over the table. Beautiful. <laughs> but we are we are quite tight for time. Yeah. So yeah. should we chat okay. yeah. FA yeah. Cup? Yeah, yeah FA so, Cup. okay, cool. Uh, the first game of the FA Cup uh, weekend was um, Chelsea versus Middlesbrough. And <sighs> the Blues uh, came out on top on that one 2-0. I mean, I don't think anyone doubted that, that was expected. So, yeah. what stage are we at in the FA Cup? Are they through to the semis? semis. Yeah. I mean, the semis Ooh. look interesting because it's Chelsea versus um, uh, Crystal Palace and City versus Liverpool. So, <laughs> London derby <laughs> versus the two best teams in England. Do you know, oh. You're asking me. That's the two best teams in the world, in my opinion. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. Oh yeah. But that's my. But oh, honestly, I, I think wait. that yeah, semi final. I, I think both of them are. I would. I would love for Palace to do Chelsea. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I would love to see that happen. Not because yeah, that'd be nice for him to get to a final. Listen, it? we've we've beat Chelsea in the cup final this season already, so it's not because I'd be scared. First of all, we have to beat City as well. Yeah. I'm not automatically saying we're through, yeah, but it's true, it's, yeah. if I, City fans probably thinking the same thing. But um, yeah, I just there's something about Palace this season under Vieira. Um, I, I like watching them. Yeah, yeah I, think I really like job. watching them, and we talk spoken about camaraderie quite a lot in this episode they've got that, they've got that. and yeah. when it when a team and a club has that i think they're, they're kind of like um similar to arsenal in terms of like um, they got rid of a lot yeah. of the old heads and they brought in a lot of young players and they've got a young manager and so like watching them like elise eze at the weekend yeah, if you're a young mm. player you would want to play for palace Connor gallagher mm. yeah Gwenhi, oh my god did you Mitchell. know it's oh, such a shame for Connor gallagher what was happening? Can't play the semis against Chelsea. Oh, it would have been so the one sad. draw he didn't oh, want. Oh, you're joking. No. But they drew Chelsea, so he can't play it. No. Which is a shame for Conor Gallagher. Massive shame for Conor Gallagher. Um, and it automatically makes Palace weaker. weaker yeah. Much weaker. Um, but good, lucky for Palace, Eze's um, finding form at the right uh-huh. time. And oh, yeah, Did it. you know that Patrick Vieira at the start of the season was the shortest odds in, for the first manager to be sacked? Yes. So he was the favourite to be sacked first. Yeah. No way! Well, you got really? to think. You got to think. When Roy Hodgson left, yeah. they had what 16, 17 players out of contract. Yeah. Um, their squad was massively aging. Yeah. Um, and he's come in, and you have to give him credit for what he's done. Yeah, they're, absolutely. They're sitting either just in the top half in tenth or just below it, um, and they're into a cup semi final, and they're twelfth. Twelfth. So they're yeah, just just below it. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're quite close and they're dead. Yeah, I mean, it's a congested. It's like Villa on 36 points and Palace on 34. And a cup semi-final. And this yeah, is just season number one. But, for, the, for but Palace the thing is, like, one thing that you didn't mention was like, it's changing a whole culture because we've mm-hmm. mostly grown up watching Palace, expecting them to sit back and defend and nick 1-0 mm-hmm. or try and nick Not a 1-0. But Palace play really good football. Like, even against uh, Man City, um, yeah. I think uh, they were talking about how Palace were brave on the ball. 
So usually when you get the ball against City, they've got you penned in. You've got no one at the front. So you just boot it back and then the ball recycles and Man City are back on the attack again. They didn't do that. They were trying to get through the lines. Zaha's obviously a fantastic dribbler. It was like coming past players, playing one twos. Well, they should have won it at the end, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, yeah, Conor Gallagher. No, well, maybe not. Should have won it. They could have won it. Maybe, maybe it would have been a bit harsh on City. Although Mark could have been celebrating (laughs) like a Liverpool three points. (laughs) But um, yeah, he's changed the whole culture at at Palace, and you don't even look at them as as a team who are you know these are just going to sit back against a good team. No, they're actually going to come at you, and Mm -hmm. and they'll give Chelsea a game. And one thing I would say as well, like um, I think. They've lost a bit of the naivety that they had at the beginning of the season where they were conceding all these late goals. You know, you remember they were like Mm, 1-0 up, 2-0 up, and then they were conceding these late goals and getting draws and stuff. I think they've lost a bit of that. And maybe, I don't know, it's the the fact that they've been able to play um, the same back four the whole season. They've learned how to play with each other. And they just look like a really exciting prospect. And... Yeah, and, if and you're a Palace fan, you're gassed. In terms of player development as well, it's not just team development. You've got to think the latest England squad. You've got um, Mitchell, Gallagher, oh, Gahey. Yep. I know, but yeah. that, I mean, I know, I know that was Palace. it. But in terms of, yeah, that's yeah. massive for Palace. And in terms of, it's clear to see he can develop players individually yeah. as well. Him and his coaching staff. Um, I know these were good players yeah, yeah, yeah. previously anyway. Um, but that's three Crystal Palace players in the latest England squad. I'm not sure I can remember the last time that even happened. Mm. Probably not in our lifetime. So the guy deserves a lot of credit, really so much credit. I'm really excited to see where he can take that team mm. and because it's a really young team. Um, mm. Be interesting. A couple of certain more signings in the summer. One thing, one thing that I think he'll learn from is that Edward signing didn't work. Yeah. I thought he pushed yeah. it through when he didn't need to. Yeah. Um, and but that's something. Uh, I think there's still a player there, though, Edouard. I I don't know. Mateta has taken that place from him. Yeah, he has, yeah, yeah. Um, Edouard is just kind of just a a 10-minute man. As as, as I said earlier about Mm. Pepe, Edouard gets the odd 10 minutes here and there now. Mm. Um, Yeah. Mark, you probably won't like this, but Southampton capitulated against Man City. (laughs) (laughs) It is what I mean, come on. Did any of us expect? No, I mean, I didn't expect them. They were in the game for the majority of it, and then they just capitulated. What a goal yeah. by Foden, though. What a goal as well. Yeah, you're right. Um, I just, yeah, it is what it is. You've always, you always reserve a little bit of hope. Yeah. Um, and you Southampton, know, Southampton and, and Nagelsmann have yeah. a have a couple of um, mm. big hitters on there. Uh, I've I've lost my mind here, but they, they've, <laughs> they've beat a couple of the big boys, yeah. um, including us. They've shown they can do it, um, but yeah. They City, beat City, City too much quality. They beat City Way too in much the FA quality. Cup last season as well. 1-0. That Jay Adams goal. Probably on, that was probably on City's minds as well. Yeah. So revenge. Exactly. Yeah, Mahrez scoring again, isn't it? Yeah. 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 What a guy. I love Mahrez. Yeah. Sounded like Abdi. Uh, no, no. Honestly, I'm like Abdi. I'm, I'm a fan. <laughs> no, I'm a I big love, fan of Mahrez as well. Love Mahrez. Um, Just love the way he But plays. Mark, we don't have a Man City fan on here. We do have a Liverpool fan on here. We do. Um, Was... The 90 minutes at Nottingham Forest. Yeah. One Woo! of the nerviest 90 minutes of your 2021-22 season. I tell you now, I fully understand why they caught a couple of scouts on their way to the quarterfinal. Because they, they actually impressed me. Like yeah. Football-wise, they were decent. But just that that um, manager-wise, they were set up. It goes again to this conversation about Frank Lampard. 
I don't know why I'm bringing it back there, but could you imagine Frank Lampard setting that team up? I just there, there's no way, in my opinion, they give us the game that they did, or they knock out Arsenal and whoever it was they knocked out after Arsenal Leicester, I think. Yeah, they they um, four nil. So I'm very very impressed with the manager. Um, I'm very impressed with with players from Nottingham Forest. But at the end of the day, we got the job done. Jota is just a fox in the box. He's a killer. He's a killer in the box. And the, and the, 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 the thing about that. the thing about I don't know if you guys actually saw the game, but he didn't have a good game. No, didn't have a good game at all outside of the finish in the box in the right place at the right time making the right run and there to to finish it off he's so. making that synonymous with his game he's just like well that i think for me that's the sign of a good player and i'm not saying stink it up every week but yeah. even if you do drop a bad game you contribute. still have an impact and contribute yeah, 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 yeah. i think that puts him up to 19 for the season highest scoring portuguese player in europe um that's 19 in all comps 19 or 20 um and yeah, like I, listen, I said it in the first few episodes of the podcast this season, domestic cups. Yeah. Mm. I want to see us do better. Right, Mark. Quadruple is on. It's still on. Let's not be go there, please. But I wasn't going to say that. I, what I was going to say I want to go there. <laughs> what I was going to say is like, what well, it has to do with it, to be fair. But how are you feeling now? Obviously, this is one of the tightest title races for a while. You're in the semi-final of the FA Cup. And you're obviously in the quarterfinal of the of the Champions League. This is the period where, you know, players, good players, don't shy away from. You've got a massive run in now. Lots of games. We're talking about congested fixtures, but you're going to be playing Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday, Tuesday, that, that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. how, how do you feel as a Liverpool fan? Obviously, you've got a, a squad where you trust and these players have done it before in the past, but... Where are you at in your mindset and what do you think is possible? Like in terms of um, what you what you sell in the beginning Mark of the season. My, no, my mindset is game <laughs> by game. I'm sounding like a player right now in a post-match <laughs> interview, but it has to be that mindset. It has to be game by game. Yeah. That for me, there's no other way to look at it. It is the next most important game is Watford. Yeah. Then we move on and it's Benfica. Then it's City Then Benfica. And City, but it's not about looking ahead. It's just about the next game. So first of all, if we don't get, if we don't go out and we think Watford are already beaten, yeah, it's true. We've got to go and beat Watford. Yeah. Then we got Benfica two or three days later. Then we got City three or four days later. Then we got Benfica two days after that or three days after that. Then we got City again. So I just think let's let's first of all go and beat Watford, rebuild that momentum after the international break. Again, Tanji you were saying yeah. it came at the wrong time. It came at the wrong time for us as well. Mm. Um, in terms of the momentum we've been building for the past couple of months. But where I'm at, game by game. Beat Watford. Really? Come on, Mark. Say it. That is, no, no. Game by game. Because again, we got a decent draw in Benfica, but if we win that and Bayern win their quarterfinals, it's Bayern in the semis. And then, you know, whoever wins that is is probably, I think City and Chelsea will be the other semi-final. Um, and you're probably looking at a City versus Bayern or Liverpool in the final. That's how I think that Champions League route's going to go. God, you, um, you're going to be... City, like You and City are going to meet each other a lot, it seems. Yeah, I bet the FA were gutted that we drew City the in final, the semis. Yeah, yeah I, honestly, I bet they were. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, game by game, um, I suppose, yeah. I, you can't... Like, you just can't, you just can't look at... It. Even, even that Nottingham Forest game was... Up until that, that goal went in, it was... Tough, yeah. you don't even know if you're going to be in the semi-finals or not you can't look ahead 
can't look, especially in the business end of the season. You look ahead, that's one of the worst mistakes you can make. So do you think your season hinges on, I know you're saying game by game, but just look at it from a bird's eye view for just a second. You think that your season hinges on that Benfica, Man City, Benfica, Man City? Season, that our season hinges on that, yeah. yeah. Well, of course, without a shadow of a doubt, because we could either be out of the Champions League, out of the FA Cup, and City could beat us in the league, Six so points behind out of everything. Yeah, yeah. Or we could be in the semi-finals of the Champions League, the final of the FA Cup, and above City in the league. Those four games there... <laughs> In the space of, I think, 12 days. I think we've got seven games in the space of 20 days, which is mad, crazy, Oof. crazy. That but nuts. listen, on, you only get that type of fixture congestion at the end of the season yeah. if you've earned it and you've done well. So Man United are breaking it. Yeah, their, their honestly, fans are breaking it they are. Because, <laughs> because if Liverpool do the, oh, the treble or even the... I think it's a much better achievement than when they did it. But yeah, well, yeah. I mean, the football is of a much higher standard now than it was in I 99. Mean, but not even because of that. It's just because um, Man United, it was almost a given to win the Premier League every season. That's true. It was only well. Arsenal that came yeah, in and just kind of sh- shook things up. So if Liverpool were to win the league whilst competing in the Champions League, that already by itself is a monumental task because mm-hmm. to beat that Man City team is is something special. But do you, you want to know what's interesting is that right? We're we're playing obviously not saying that it's going to happen, but we're playing right now for a quadruple. Yeah, it's crazy. City, yeah, City are playing for a treble. Yeah, I know. And Chelsea are playing for a double. <laughs> There's a lot, a lot of highest. It's not just Liverpool playing for stuff here. Yeah. Chelsea can win two cups. City can win two cups in the league, or we can win the league in three cups. There's a lot to play for for the three big, for the three best teams in English football right now. But what do you think of some Liverpool fans saying quadruple, like we can do it? Listen, be excited. Listen, listen. It's exciting, if, very of course, exciting. it's exciting. But I, I'm not. I, I like to see that. But I'm personally not of yeah. the persona to. I can't get excited about something that potentially might not happen. Potentially might not happen. Yeah. That's why I say. That's why my original answer was game by game. Yeah. Obviously, I'm excited, yeah. and obviously, I'm, but like, I'm literally buzzing, but. Within that space of Benfica City, Benfica City, we see what happens. We see, we see when we come out the other side of that. Ask me that question again. But until I think then, that's fair enough to be honest. Yeah, I think that's fair. It's oh. just I'm thinking of like imagine if they win Premier League, Champions League. Just as we've been on air, we've been sent one, two, oh. three, four, five questions. Oh my god. Five questions. Yeah, five questions. That's how we I roll. Socials that. are popping. Love All that. right, so we'll start that this segment. We'll we'll try and get these um, rolling quite quickly. Yeah. Okay. So, does Poch or Ten Hag deserve the United job over Rangnick with early right. UCL exits? Let's get, let's get if into not, this. who? Right. I I just want to ask you, lot. I don't want to drag this on to. What is so special about Ten Hag? I really want to know why they want Ten Hag. I I don't, I don't think it. I think it is, it's, um, if you look at it like subjectively, like to do what he's done with Ajax. Yeah, I it's guess. a it, it's yeah. a big club in Holland, historically fantastic football. They've made some legends of the game. But if you think about it, in today's world, they don't spend a lot of money. And yeah, I suppose maybe they, they, use, they, they use their youth squad. But what I do want to say is I want to bring people back down to earth real quick, mm. really quick, because. These people are acting like Ten Hag is like this 30-year-old Don who's come out of nowhere and is, he's older than Pep. So it's just like, it's it's going to be... That United job, 
I, I said Everton was a poison chalice. That United job is a poison chalice because you don't know how or what is going to happen. It's a circus. So United fans think that, well, I mean, they've, they all think that, make a couple signings and we're good. Yeah, I, know. I don't think so. I think, they need, to, I think they need to do what Arsenal did and get rid of Bearman and just start again. That's how I think. And I think United are six, six to seven years behind. Because uh, yeah. what they're doing is they're buying superstars and the superstars will get you through games, but they won't get you through it through a league. Mm. So there, there's no one, there's no, to me, that club just screams unorganized is, is such a light way to put yeah, it. But bottom, how are you bringing in, right? You look at their striking options, Ronaldo, Cavani, mm-hmm. short term thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Sancho was long term thinking. Um, but how, how are you bringing in, you got Ronaldo who's what, 37? Cavani, 35. Man. For me, that just screams, just short term, let's see what we can do. You know, these are big names. Let's get some shirt sales. But on top of that, let's hope that they do the job on the pitch. And for me, it should be, he's going to do the job on the pitch. He might not sell the amount of shirts that Ronaldo or Cavani might do. But actually, in terms of on the pitch success, this is the player we want. And United don't have that. Yeah, it's true. And to be honest, when you're looking at it like that... um, the, the truth of the matter is, if, if you buy a player... Let, let's let's bring it back to Liverpool just real quick. Mm. Liverpool go sign Diogo Jota. Diogo Jota's not a sexy name in football. No, or it not. wasn't when he was at Wolves. The guy has just turned into a prolific striker. Like, he just scores all the because time. Because they buy and the profile player that fits Klopp's system. Exactly. But, to Mark's point now, how many Liverpool fans are now buying Diogo Jota shirts? So mm. that's how you... That's yeah. what you need to do. You need to mm-hmm. buy a player mm. and he will turn in to yeah, that yeah. player. It's not about like, oh, we're going to go sign Ronaldo. He's going to, you know, our Insta- like when PSG signed Messi and their Instagram popped to like 10 more million followers and people thought, oh, PSG going to win Champions League and they got knocked out in the second round. It's mm. that kind of mentality. It's like you're buying superstars, but you don't have a system. You don't question, have a... I, I, honestly, I don't think Poch will do well at United at all. I actually I want just, Poch to go to United. I think that will happen, to be honest, because I think what most Man United fans want is Ten Hag, so they'll get Poch. I just know <laughs> that will happen. But I, I honestly, I would hate if Poch went there. I just think he'd be, mm. yeah, sinking. I, I honestly think that United are betting everything on Ten Hag or Poch, yep. but I just think they've they've got major, major issues. Yeah. Major, major issues. And the person asked uh, with the the little thing here saying, um, do they deserve it with their early uh, Champions League exits? Mm. I, I think United are in trouble regardless of the manager and what they've just done at their job. Zidane's still out there, isn't he? He is, but I don't think he'll go United. You never know. That could still be an option for them. All right. Anyway. Um, <laughs> someone sent us... Uh, it's not really a question. Okay, USA qualifying for the World Cup. Um, they've got a good young squad, USA. Um, but until you see them in a World Cup, you don't really know what I to mean, expect. Yeah, they'll they'll be happy they're participating at least. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it would be big for American <laughs> football um, in terms of you think of their population size and yeah, um, the quality mm. of their football. I know it's so far back in terms of sport that over in America yeah, they yeah, find yeah. important, but country the size of america um you see it around mm. there, there should be a bigger talent pool than what they've got now yeah. um so i think that will do massive massive bits in terms of inspiring a whole new generation of footballers in america so 
Actually, I, mean, I think that's a really good thing for America. I mean, absolutely. I think a few years ago, like or maybe like 10 years ago, at World Cup, you might know two of the um, USA players. Now, you've got Pulisic, you've got Dest, mm-hmm. who plays at Barcelona. You've mm-hmm. got the majority of their squad play in Europe. Yeah, that's And true. Mark was talking about the MLS being behind. Um, but Charlotte um, FC or whatever it's called, they just ha- they just broke the record for highest attendance in uh, MLS seventy six thousand seventy six thousand attendance. <gasps> Crazy, that's an so, old Trafford there. Yeah, exactly. And so like wow. it's just growing and growing and growing. So it's good to see the USA, um, at least in footballing terms. Mm. Um, yeah, I just don't want it to become like like they become really good at it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's 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 decade. Oh, that's decade yeah, away. Yeah. If that is to happen. But anyway, um, England squad. Why does Maguire keep getting picked? You're gonna have to ask Gareth oh, Southgate honestly, that because he don't watch football. Does he? <laughs> I don't think he does. I just think he he obviously gets picked and on means, reputation. Why me? I don't. Know. I just don't understand it. Is it that he just thinks Maguire? I mean, to be fair, does, Maguire does perform for England, doesn't he? We can't not say he doesn't. Maybe that's. Mm. I, I don't know. Listen, if know. England are to play a back four, get him nowhere near that team. If if we're going to persist with the back five I can just about stomach him being in that team just because of I would have picked Dyer. I think Dyer was unlucky I don't know that's crazy to say people have said but I actually think Dyer I think we're forgetting Tamori and t- yeah hello yeah yeah it's just so unfortunate when is, when is the player mm. like him going to get an opportunity you know it's difficult isn't it because Maguire at this point just gets picked on reputation but of course he. W- I-, I promise you right now he wouldn't even be in that United team if Lindelof was fit he half lost no. his place yeah. in the middle of the season. And Varane can't stay fit. Lindelof can't stay fit. Don't really trust, or it doesn't look like they trust Eric Bailly. Yeah. Um, they got Phil Jones still. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I just, I don't know. All right. Um, we kind of answered the next one, which was about Tamori. Um, okay. Chelsea up for sale. But what club would you buy? And you can't say the team that you support. Oh, I know who I'm buying. Who? Aston Villa. <laughs> right, you come to that mad quick. That was quick. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm fine. I was thinking like QPR. Because um, you know all the players that <laughs> Crystal Palace are? <laughs> Eze and Elise oh, came from QPR. Is it? So is it? Actually, that's a shout. Academy wise. <laughs> yeah, QPR, QPR you're quite looking decent, at. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'd buy a local man. club, which would be uh, Enfield FC. <laughs> I don't Crazy. know. Enfield Town, yeah, I think. You're yeah. on your own on that one. Yeah. But yeah, I'd maybe go for like something like QPR, like championship, and then help try and help them get into uh, Premier League and not do what they did last time, which is spend a whole uh, load of money on rubbish. I'd buy and Villa, me and Gerard get working together. <laughs> love that, love that. That could be a problem, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd, I'd save some of my money and I'd go championship as well. Not for long. Oh, uh, stop it. Not then. for long, okay. not for long. Oh. I'll build them back up. Trust me, I've got All this. Right. Uh, back up, that Ooh. means... Okay. I, I, I think, I actually think I'd go Fulham and Craven Cottage. Oh, oh that's Fulham's a good, a good one. choice. Yeah, I like that. Although like they're becoming a bit of a yo-yo, innit? That's what I'm saying. Not, not we're not under what? my stewardship. Yeah, oh, my not team. under my stewardship. We're pushing for European we'll football. We'll see you yeah. in the Prem. QPR versus Fulham. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Oh, I like that question. Next one up, the Joey Barton incident. Scum. Well, what happened? What's he, what's he saying Scum. this time? That guy's always... That's, uh, that's he, all I can he, say. He beat up his, um, his missus. Oh my God, you're joking. Yeah, no, like a kick to the head. Wow. Honestly, I mean, honestly, if we're if we're looking to elaborate, I I seriously think the footballing world needs to 
He needs to be gone. I don't yeah, even. I, I don't even think he's not still managing, is he? He is still managing. He's you not. He's joking. not managing at a very high level. He manages Fleetwood. He is managing, and I, I even think even at that lower he's level of football, good. there's no place in football for a man like Joey Barton. No, I agree. Absolutely not. Agree. Zero yeah, place. So I think um, my thoughts are bin him. Bin him. A, a, a get ser- get him to serve a sentence. There's no getting Absolutely. away from that. And B, yeah, get him out of the footballing world. It's yeah. done for him now. Yeah. Done. Well said, Mark. It's atrocious behaviour. That's it for the questions um, or statements or whatever. Uh, Mark, you want to do the? I'll save that. You save that. Okay. All right. Um, okay then. We've reached the end of this. And that's been a good pod, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it has. Yeah, it's been good. Interesting combos. I'm just top four race. That's all I'm yeah, I can't lie. It's, it's going to be juicy. It's going to be very juicy. I'm so bricking. guys, tune in every week. We release on a Wednesday morning yeah. um, and you'll hear our latest thoughts, particularly Tanya Jr. and Abdi. Yeah. There may be tears. There may be tears. There may be a couple of, oh, couple of fist fights. <laughs> Title race um, well. I know, but I've got no one to direct. Like, you will hear That's my true. thoughts, but I'm not coming face to face with my enemies. I know they're not... There's not many of them that exist, but Man City fan. I have to get a Man City fan on or something. When that, I just don't know any. Uh, yeah, they're like, um, I don't know. Do you actually know any City fans? Because I don't. I don't think I know any. We can, we'll look into that. Oh, actually, do, I do know a City yeah. fan. Yeah, but he's Brazilian, so I don't, I don't rate it that much. Oh. Yeah, I, I think it's like one of those ones where it's like, they see it from Brazil and they're like, oh, it's a good team, isn't it? It's got some Brazilians. Oh, well. Anyway, anyway um, what was I going to say? I was going to say something about something and I forgot. Oh, oh wait, wait, yeah, yeah. Uh, you seen our stories. Uh, we put out, I just want to ask if you guys are surprised by the results. But um, we put out a poll about Chelsea and Arsenal and Man City and Man United. Were you guys surprised? Arsenal, Arsenal and United came out on top. Not particularly. I'm going to be honest. Uh, I was surprised. Not because, I'm not a hater. I was surprised Arsenal won it by so much. Yeah, so I was think I. Chelsea got, what, 28, 29% yeah. and Arsenal, Arsenal got, got 70 plus. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 76%. Yeah, so yeah. you got over three quarters of the box. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the the Manchester one was slightly closer. Yeah. But uh, who won that? Was it? Man United, United won it. Didn't surprise me that United won that. Man United won it by 58%. Yeah, 58 to 42. Yeah. Literally, that's how I thought the London one would yeah. be. Mm. Um, not too surprising. Yeah. Okay, should we do a Liverpool? <laughs> <laughs> should we do Liverpool United? Could do actually, because they're the most successful clubs in England. Let's do Tottenham West Ham as well, because they seem to think that you know they're bloody big bollocks over there. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, we'll, we'll do that. Right, we'll do but that. you've got if you lose that poll, you've got to show up here with chess <laughs> and explain we why. And you have to hold two hammers in each hand. We will not lose. <laughs> Tanya's going to be worse having, hey, listen, I need all of you lot to go and vote on this poll. West Ham, yeah, I swear, I actually, I really, oh, I despise that whole club. So you're glad you won on the weekend? Yeah. Oh, that's she true. was buzzing. You know what I was singing this day? I was like, you can stick your bubbles up your ass. <laughs> Those are the views of Tanya and not WTO. Sorry, potty mouth. Sorry. Um, end this, end this shambles, as Abdi would say. Fair enough. The spirit of Abdi. So we'll catch you on the next exciting episode of We'll Talk About That Later. Woo! Sports Social Podcast Network.